Hi guys, uh, the episode that you're just about to listen to is generously sponsored by our affiliates, Board Game Crate. Board Game Crate uh, provide a monthly subscription service where they get fresh new games delivered straight to your door. Just head over to www.boardgamecrate.co.uk and furthermore, if you use our discount code UnluckyFrogIsAwesome, all lowercase, all one word, you'll get a cheeky little discount. It's easy to remember because it's true. Hello and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. Uh, you are joined by your usual hosts, uh, Josh Hartley, Ben Porter, hello, and Charlotte Porter, hello, for the uh, OG cast for mm-hmm. yeah. for the first time in a while. Dream yeah. Team. We just Dream spent team. the last uh, two minutes watching Josh <laughs> staring listlessly at Henry the Hoover. Lovingly, I, was, I, was, I would say I was, lovingly. I was reading. Right. Well, I I was reading the reviews. On the side of the box, all right. <laughs> okay. uh, Try, trying to make an informed decision on whether or not you will purchase one yourself. <laughs> perhaps I don't know. Maybe I need a new Hoover. I, I don't need a new Hoover, and I don't like. Well, I, but if I got a new Hoover, maybe a Henry. Yeah, maybe I'd, a we'd Henry. recommend a Henry. Or, or one of the wider Henry Hoover family members. You get a George. Who's what? Uh, so it's a bit like Thomas the Tank Engine, where all the different coloured ones do different things. So right. George is the shampooer. Okay. Oh, um, fancy. What else is there? There's an industrial. Yeah, there's loads of them, but they're all different things. Our next review will be Henry yeah, Hoover. Henry Hoover's <laughs> Henry coming Hoover. soon. It will not, by the way, just in case <laughs> anyone actually thought that was a thing. And of we course, the race pink, them. The pink one is Hetty. Hetty Hoover. Hetty Hoover. Is she is she different or is she no, just like Henry? No, she's just a pink Henry. Yeah. But that's fine. She can she do got, whatever Henry she's can got do. A wee ribbon. Bless she's got her. A wee bow. Yep. Got to accessorise. <laughs> right. Got... E- enough about Hoover's, okay? <laughs> <laughs> or vacuum cleaners for our American listeners. Yeah, sorry. Um, we got some news to cover off. Aye. Yeah, yes. Do. Let's so hear it. This first one you're ex- especially excited about, so I think you should talk about it. It's War of the Spark. War of the Spark pre-release is happening this week. Well, the weekend that you'll for, for Magic the Gathering. Yes, for Magic the Gathering. New set uh coming out. Um really exciting. They've got this is the the gimmick to this set is uh plot-wise all of the planeswalkers, these powerful wizards have descended upon Ravnica to try and stop Nicol Bolas, this huge evil dragon god planeswalker. He's like the the big bad of magic. Yeah, right. The Thanos of magic, if yeah, you will. Yeah. There's a lot of parallels between hmm. Magic the Gathering's yeah. plot and uh, certain movie franchise plots at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but less about that. Um, only to discover that was his plan all along, so that he could kill them all. The cunning devil. Yes. Or dragon, rather. So because we've got all of these planeswalkers in the same place at the same time, each pack... It's now going to contain a Planeswalker card, which is neat. Yeah, I, I don't think everyone's happy about that, though, are they? Uh, they all, you know, there's complaints about power creep and stuff my, like that. Yeah, my concern is that it means um, Standard is just going to be dominated by Planeswalkers, even more than usual. Hmm. 
having seen the spoilers and just took a cursory glance, I think we're I think we're okay. I think we're going to be. We're fine. okay, guys. Uh, let's see how that pans out. Right. I I'm fairly ignorant of all things magic, but I uh, I have a complaint. Okay. That I wish to raise. Let's hear it. War of the Spark is a terrible name. Well, the reason for this, right, is uh, the Planeswalker's Spark is a sort of bit of energy mm-hmm. that gives them their power. Right? Yeah. That gives them the ability to traverse between the different planes of Magic the Gathering. Sure. Plane Walk. Plane Walk, yes. There yeah. we go. I'm with you. Yeah. What's happening? I had no idea what was happening up until that point. Yeah, there we go. What Got it. Know? Yeah. The science checks out. Yep. So... Um, so War of the Spark <laughs> is all about Nicol Bolas trying to snuff out all the other Planeswalkers' sparks. I, I know you're not saying it, but every time you say it, I just, I hate, I hear in my head Nickelback. And I know <laughs> you're not saying that, but every time you say it, I'm like, oh. That, do you know what, actually, that was the plot twist that I was not <laughs> expecting, that uh, Nicol Bolas was actually <laughs> Chad Kroger. Just pulls the mask just, off. Yeah. It's me all this time. Look at his photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Every time makes makes me laugh. Wow, <laughs> it's taking a dark turn. <laughs> Is that more terrifying? Do you think than? Um, like it's either that or Nickel Bolas actually forms Nickelback, and like him and some of the other evil planeswalkers form some sort of mediocre American rock band. Yeah. Could form a tribute band to them. We we were talking about Nickelback the other day because we were watching the Dirt, which is the oh, yeah. you know the Motley Crue <laughs> film. <Aye>. and <laughs> we were saying that it was Charlotte that pointed out. She was saying, "Do you think that Nickelback see themselves as Motley Crue? Like that's the band that they think they are." And I thought that explains a lot if that's yeah. the case. Um, I because I kind of always think this of Coldplay, right? Yeah. Like God, can you? Like, they're not rock stars. No. Come on, it's like you two as well. Like you, you've got there's like a collection of bands where I think it's maybe okay to like one or two of their songs, but they're nobody's favorite band. Yeah, right. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Um, the, no, so, hold on. I know, but I, I, I want to. Why do you think War of the Sparks a crap name? Well, right. Spark is slang up in Scotland for an electrician, right? So what are the spark to me? I just imagine like all the, all these tradesmen like Well like West Side Story style yeah, flicking like, their like fingers. Gangs of New York, you know, with like, like monkey wrenches and like hammers and stuff like maybe that. Maybe that could be a new tabletop skirmish game. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Trade wars. Trade wars. <laughs> Trade wars. Yeah. So I th- I don't think anyone would be happy about buying that because you'd have like all the people that are into like the Euro games like what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and then anyone who's into miniatures wargaming just thinking they, they, they themed it around this do, yeah. do I need a miniature of an electrician do I need yeah. a miniature of and a then plumber? you ha- have some, some people who are quite poorly informed thinking I thought this was the storage wars board game hey. <laughs> I was at a car boot sale the other day and I did see the storage wars game and almost bought it but didn't and then you remembered oh yeah, I was like, not by now. No. It's not even a good TV show. So. Yeah. <laughs> the odds of it being a good game are really <laughs> slim. <laughs> I had no idea they made it into a yes, board game. Yes, yes. Was it the Palmody Market? You could go down next time. I'll, I'll check it, it out. probably will still be there. It almost <laughs> certainly will still be there. Yeah. But yes, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take part in a few pre-releases and mm-hmm. I will let you all know how I get on. Yes. I believe yeah. your entire weekend is made up of pre-releases. Pretty much. And you've specifically selected 
stores where you've got the the best chance of winning. I have well. not done that. <laughs> not done that. Okay. Like so, guys, if you see me at your pre- or if you've seen me at your pre-release, this isn't like a slight on the store that I've, I've just attended. Right, that's just a dirty a dirty rumor that Ben is thrown yeah. about, and we'll continue to okay, to peddle. Right. Yeah. Well. I'm not beating this, so yeah. let's move on. Yeah. What else has been going on? Um, cool Mini or Not are back on Kickstarter. Yes, they are. Oh, boy. Hey. Surprise. What, what with this time? Uh, Bloodborne. Okay. So. Never played um, the games. It, it's. Of the video variety. It's basically Dark Souls with we guns. We got Mark the card game, didn't we? We did, yeah, because yeah. he, he's quite into yeah. um, those, those type of games. Um. And I having never played Bloodborne myself, mm-hmm. it's not something that really jumps out at me. But it funded within seventeen minutes. I love the art style. I think yeah, it, it looks awesome. Terrible. But it's with it being a cool mini or not game, and with it again being on Kickstarter, because to to be fair to them, it's only really the games that have a lot of miniatures that go yeah. on Kickstarter yeah. for them. Um, this has a lot. Uh-huh. Um, the cheapest you could have got it for was um, £70 pledge, okay, which does not include shipping. Um, and it's... Uh, so it's 78 mm-hmm. is the cheapest you can pledge for it just now. At the moment, there are no add-ons. That's the thing that, that a lot of people are afraid of and are grumbling about with this because that's been the pattern with Cool Mini or Not stuff in the past is that they add-on, all this extraneous... It, uh, we've said it many times before on, on the show, I, I don't like this trend at the moment of these games that are like, pushing up way above the £50 mark. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, but, we've, we, we have also observed that, cool, mini or not, uh, the best games, ironically, don't tend to involve miniatures. Yeah. The, the best cool, mini or not game I've played so far is Gizmos, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, I don't know. The miniatures look nice. They do. And I think there's plenty of people who will get yeah. it just for the minis to and paint. To be fair, you could probably use some of the minis in other games. Because mm-hmm. certainly that's as much as we were a bit disappointed with the Song of Ice and Fire game. That's a big appeal with those guys. Right? The, the those. saving grace with that was like, well, if we ever run a a campaign for yeah. a role play, we're pretty much sorted for henchmen and yeah. bandits and Aye. quite a few characters as well exactly um so yeah it has funded within 17 minutes it's a way over the million pound I'm, assuming, I'm assuming their funding goal wasn't like 10 bob no it's wow. so it's quite a steep goal yeah um so for them to have funded that quickly with a goal that size is quite impressive yeah. considering some people struggle to gross even a faction, yeah. fraction, fraction of that. Of that yeah. yeah, just shy of um, eighteen, eighteen thousand five hundred backers currently as well mm-hmm. and growing. But um, there've been some other Kickstarter-related news. Uh, one of the one of the folks we've featured recently is yep. funded. Mod blocks. Uh, yes. They yeah. They, they've reached their goal. Uh, really tough for these guys because. We we did a review of the, mm-hmm. the product yep. recently. It's a really smart system. Um, it just goes to show you that um, 
it doesn't matter sometimes how good your idea is and or when it comes to the Kickstarter market mm-hmm. um, because this is the second go they've had at it yeah and there are some terrible things that have a lot of money thrown yeah. at them like <clears throat> a certain company that we may or may not have mentioned in the previous news item <laughs> um, yeah as it serves as an example of that I think yeah, but yeah. it's re- really chuffed that um, the Moblox is funded. Uh, looking forward to yeah. getting some of them to the the table. Yeah, uh, in the future, I think. Yeah, definitely. So, what else has been going on in the tabletop world? Um, this is a bit of an odd one. Okay. So, Vampire the Masquerade, very well known and very highly thought of uh, role playing system. Yeah, I been think, around for a while. I think as both well. for LARPing and tabletop yeah. Yeah. actually. Um, they're making a board game mm-hmm. with the the license. Okay. Um, it will be a legacy board game. It's called Heritage. Okay. It's set in the 1300s, so I think it's before the the masquerade. It's before this the story. That, 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 yeah. that should have been the title, Vampire Before the Masquerade. Yeah. Um. So it's set before the main story arc for the Vampire the Masquerade universe. Yeah. And, um. With it being a legacy game, you play as a bloodline ah, rather cool. than as one vampire, and it's you like trying to kind of feels similar to betrayal, like yeah, yeah, trying to like, stake your claim. But I think it's more political, okay, machinations mm. that that sort of thing. Was that a pun? No. Did you put you punned? Yeah, but it doesn't you, you count. Punned. It wasn't yeah, deliberate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a good <laughs> pun as well. I like that one. I feel dirty. <laughs> Feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Uh, looks interesting. Quite interesting as well to see a game that has been designed as a legacy game. Like rather than someone taking an existing yeah. game and making it legacy. So that's a very I good think that's point. That's a really interesting thing to see how they do that. Um, that again smashed its funding goal of uh, twenty-eight thousand. That's. 260,000 uh-huh. and counting um, more modest price of £51 like, I think if I had to choose a game that's currently on Kickstarter at the moment, yeah. well, as of recording it would be between Heritage and Oceans, yeah. which yeah. is still uh, it's one of the Evolution series um, uh, no miniatures in this it is just it's all uh, cards tokens very nice artwork. Very as well. nice artwork. Um, a nice sort of uh, middle age Renaissance feel to everything. Yeah. Um, and it's you play over uh, seven hundred years of history, and it starts in the the thirteen hundreds. That does look really, really interesting. I I think that this <laughs> Charlotte immediately wants to back this. Yeah. <laughs> how, how much did you say it was for, Ben? Uh, Fifty one. Okay. I wow. think that this might actually be one of the more interesting legacy games. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I, I think the fact that it's your bloodline, yeah. you can really become invested in that, which I think is, in order to, in order for a legacy game to work, you need to feel invested in it. Yeah. Don't yeah. you? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, quite interesting, actually, for it to be designed as a legacy game and not just an a, a Adaptation of a yeah, someone bolting the legacy idea yeah. onto an existing game, which is uh, by quite a some margin. Most of the legacy games I've played have yeah. been that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if you were a vampire, 
what kind of vampire would you what 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 famous vampire would you model yourself on? Don't know. Don't know. You think about it. I I like to think that I would be like a sort of Vlad von Karstein type vampire. All right, nice. Sort of, you know, all, all about like being the benevolent dictator. Yeah, that kind of thing. You know. Totally know. I was thinking. I was thinking more uh, Elizabeth Bathory and just you know bathe in the blood of. <laughs> <laughs> Polar opposite. Yeah. So v- Vlad von Karstein, he he's from the old world, right? Yes. Yeah. Warhammer. But in the whole spectrum of vampires, he was not a bad guy. It wasn't that evil. No. Really. I mean, sure, he wanted to enslave like all of humanity, but who doesn't? Ca- he kind of just wanted. But, but his in own a good patch. way. In a good way. You know? yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, his his relatives make him look uh, a lot better. Yeah, like, Ma- they... Ma- Manfred's pretty shady yeah. by comparison. Uh, Conrad, well, what, what Conrad's mental. Yeah, Con- well. Conrad was just a nutcase. So right. Well, who, uh, I'm gonna go with Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> Just immediately, all of the crossbows and all of the silver bullets trained on you. Yeah, yeah. I think that'll be fun, though. Yeah. You know, how liberating for, for potentially yeah. a, a brief period of time. So, uh, so that from the sounds of things, you may well hear some coverage of heritage in the future. Yeah, yeah. Sounds well, like it appeals. So uh, I'm definitely uh, willing to give that one a go. What What else have we got happening in? Uh, Another uh, company's had a Kickstarter-related slap on the wrist. Yeah. All right, this week in Who's Been a Dick on Kickstarter. <laughs> Are we making it a segment now? I feel like I, I, we're not making it a segment. <laughs> the industry is. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. right, you know a bit more about well, this. Do you want to talk Colossal about it? Colossal Games now. I haven't heard much more about it since, um, but two of the games that they currently have up... Or, or rather, had. had up. One of the games and one of their co-opting games, I believe... Um, have been pulled. Right. And they've been taken was, down from Kickstarter. Yeah. There yeah. was debate yeah. as to the reasons for this. Was okay. it because there was outstanding issues in relation to other Kickstarters? Horrors of London was yes. a Kickstarter Terrors, they had. Terrors of London. Terrors of London. London. Terrors of London was a Kickstarter they had did very well last year. Uh, this year it might even just been the beginning of this year, end of last year maybe. Recently. Yeah, recently. Um, but they had Papillon and Consumption up on Kickstarter and Kickstarter suspended them both. So has any official reason been given? No, like I said, I haven't seen any more on it. Yeah. I th- what people suspect is there. there's some stuff in the terms and conditions with Kickstarter about you're only supposed to have one project running at a time. So uh, they may be being in violation of those terms okay. because they've been having multiple projects going. Especially if the um, you know, because it does the completion of a project take it from being up for funding to being fulfilled. Yeah. In which case, there will be lots of other businesses that's that will most be most the industry, is yeah. it not? So it it might be that possibly Kickstarter putting the foot down, trying to make a bit of a statement with this, mm. because as you say, that's become a, a thing, right, is where they, they use the money from one Kickstarter to fund the production of the next one. Yeah, Yeah. right. Like, 
Steamforged have been doing a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So interesting that it's happened. To be honest, I think it should have happened long yeah. before this. Yeah, if that is what they're doing. Um, I, I, I said on a previous show. I think it is a matter of time before, um, a, a law firm or even a country, to be honest, makes some sort of ruling yeah. about crowdfunding. Yeah. Um. It's one of these things that, to be fair, has grown so quickly. Um, it would have been impossible to anticipate yeah. oh, a lot yeah, of the exactly. problems that have emerged <laughs> from it. Um, so, more on that when we hear it. A yeah. mm-hmm. um, couple more news items to cover off, and then we'll be <clears throat> on to our usual banter. Yes. yes. Um, the next one is Wizards of the Coast are opening a new studio in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Which is uh, so. So uh, for those who don't know, uh, Wizards, uh, who produce Dungeons and Dragons and Magic: The Gathering, which are both kind of big deals, uh, are based up in Seattle, in yeah. Washington State, on the Northwest. So interesting, interesting choice of location. And when I asked you earlier, so what are they going to be doing? Is this going to be Magic D and D? It's apparently a brand new IP. That is all we know. Right. What's encouraging about this is that it is some huge names that have come... Uh, this is perhaps an indicator of the mm. health of the industry. Um, at least three of these guys have come from Bioware. Wow. Right. Um, which they people don't know. They made Knights of the Old Republic, Baldur's Gate, uh, the Dragon Age series, yep. um, which has been adapted into a tabletop RPG. Yeah, Mass yes. Effect. Mass Effect yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, James Olin is going to be the, the new studio head. Uh-huh. Uh, he's been in the industry for 23 years. Um, and So he knows a thing or two. Yeah, and he's actually worked on quite a few ad- D&D adaptations for video games. Cool, yeah. Um, so I, I'm really excited about, uh, about what this uh, could spell. Do you know the thing is, right, though, because of the development time, we're probably not going to know what they're working on for like a for a couple of years, at least. Yeah. yeah. So, I think mo- most of these th- big projects in the games industry, anyway, I think it's ballpark about a five year lead time. Yeah. So, it it could be about twenty twenty four before releases. We could yeah. certainly hear stuff about it before then. Yeah. Um, but it's exciting times and. It's just cool to see some heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I think, like as you say, a sign of the health of the industry, or at least Wizards of the Coast, that yeah. their parent Hasbro is clearly investing more yeah. in them. So. And if if um, the video game references don't mean anything to you, uh, James Olin, along with a couple of his uh, uh, the guys that he previously was at Bioware with, uh, currently under the, the name Arcanum Forge being published by Modiphius have Odyssey of the Dragon Lords up on yes. Kickstarter. Which we which we discussed uh, yeah, in previous which episodes. Looks phenomenal. Yes. Um which is it's more or less a plug in for um D D fifth ed. Yeah. Um so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um and last item of news to cover off is the Hidden Knights of Slanesh mm-hmm. on pre-order this week. Ah, so this is the. Uh, I don't think it's 
exaggerating to say that some people have been waiting close to a decade for some of these models. Yeah, some of the Slanesh stuff really needed an update. Yeah, particularly the the thing that people have been screaming about for ages is getting a plastic keeper of secrets, right? Yeah. Which is the big demon. Uh, and they're coming in and they've revealed some of the rules for how they work in Age of Sigmar and they are suitably gross. Uh, how so? Well, they, they've got a lot of stuff that's going to let them... There's a an ability that the Keeper of Secrets has where um, he, she, they, whatever you mm-hmm. pronoun of choice is for a Keeper of Secrets, can uh, select a unit mm-hmm. and just go, they're attacking last. Ooh, that's nasty. The thing is, though, they... They do play quite similarly to Elves, Lanesh, mm. in that they need to hit the thing that's attacking them first, or they're oh, going to squished. die. Yeah. yeah. So they've got they, they've got a lot of stuff that helps them move quicker, um, manipulate the movement phase, and attack out a step. But it's because that's that's their that's thing. them playing to their strengths. Yeah. They are. They're still squishy. So. I think the new models look excellent. Uh, I, I I said it on a previous episode, but I really like the sort of androgynous look they've gone for the new Keeper of Secrets. Reminds me in a weird way of David Bowie. You've said uh, that a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. So now in my head, the, the, it, the Keeper of Secrets just talks like David Bowie. Yeah. Do Do you think that that lends to the seductive aura? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Have you seen Labyrinth? No, he's not. No, I have. You have? But I I watched it when I was about 20. Right. So I, I finished watching it and I was like, what the hell was that? It was... It's amazing. See, I it's thought you mental. Because no, all, no, no. all my references are lost on you. No, I just... I'm impervious them. to them. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's like... Um, it's like chicken pox. It's like when you're introduced to it as an adult, it affects you differently. You yeah. Know? So, but but that's how I picture the Keeper of Secrets now. It's the Goblin King from yeah. Labyrinth. So. For, for me, they're front runner for the best miniatures range this yeah. year. I think the new Slinish stuff. Fair. It's, it's probably always going to be a Games Workshop line. Probably. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a question of which of the stuff that they. Die. Mm-hmm. releasing will be the best so that was uh, that was the news yeah uh, what we've we been up to lately silence <laughs> <laughs> we actually we actually had a day where we just played lots of games yeah during the bank holiday we played yeah. loads yeah we don't normally have days where we just sit down and play but we really really enjoyed it we what played, did you crack uh, out we actually played a review copy yeah of a game uh, called chai yeah oh and uh, I have to say, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was really good. Don't want to say too much on it just now, but mm-hmm. we will be doing a... Doing a review, but thumbs up so far. Yeah. Love the artwork, actually. The artwork's lovely. Um, and it just plays... I suppose I imagined it to be a bit more clunkier than it was. Right. It was a lot smoother than I imagined it would be. Is that in terms of game mechanics? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It worked really well. Yeah. Um, we played Chai. What else did we play? We played Kanagawa. Yes, we did. Um took us a while to get our head rounds at first. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit more complicated yeah. than I thought it was going to be. Um, I think I we both I think we both agreed on this one that 
Kanagawa would be a really good game were it not for the fact that it exists in a world where Tokaido also exists. Yeah. Because yeah. like, there is the sort of painting element of... It's yeah. like tableau building, yeah. right? Yeah. But the problem is that that is the whole game in Kanagawa, whereas it's just an element of Tokaido. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it, it was kind of like this thing, it, uh, like with the Grand Theft Auto games, you had lots of different types of games, like you had your racing missions and yeah. the taxi missions and the likes. But if all you wanted to do was taxi missions and Crazy Taxi was a better game to play. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Um, They're not the case here, though. So I suppose, I suppose if all you want to do is tableau building, then... Yeah. I did enjoy it, but I just I felt as if I'd much rather play... Yeah, I felt, like, <laughs> I felt like if the two games were put down in front of me, I would probably always choose Tokaido. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. That's um, fair. What, what else did we play? Ultiplano. We, oh, we I'm yet to play this. Altiplano. Yet to play so, this. Totally led up the garden path with that one. Okay. Because the llamas or alpacas, I think the llamas. The alpacas. Are the alpacas? God, Ben, get it right. The alpacas hardly come into it. No, they don't. They don't really. <laughs> Is this a case of false box advertising? Yeah, it's like it's all over the front. You're like, okay, I'm going to get me some llamas. Alpacas. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Iona's going to kill you. She feels very strongly about this sort of thing. Going to get me some of those weird baby camels. (laughs) No, you're just just taking the piss. Come on. You're Um, not going to take this conversation seriously, then I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's a sort of worker placement, resource management type game. But it, it's sort of class-based yeah. as well because the, the different character cards you get... Have different preferences. They oh, essentially yeah. dictate what you can trade in. Okay. So I'd set myself up to do all this stuff and then realised I didn't... I wasn't... That wasn't the thing you were supposed to do. by the time I did it... So basically what I was trying to do was set out... Because I remember when I played it with Iona... I own a one because she got all the glass. Because glass uh, is the most valuable resource. So you're thinking, right, I'm so going to be the just glass. just going to go for the glass. The glass but, man. Uh, in order to get to a position where I was able to even get glass, I had to do like seven steps because I had to buy extensions that allowed me to get cocoa, which then allowed me yeah. to buy it. And so by the time I was able to buy cocoa, Ben had all six of the glass cards. Uh, <laughs> I was um, like, no! You were there in your throne of bottles. <laughs> Yeah. Do, do you feel comfortable discussing the final scores? I'm happy with it because I totally, I totally... So what, what did you get? I got 50. 52? Okay. 52. 52. Well, that sounds quite 52. good. What did you get, Ben? 131. <laughs> oh. Do you know why? Because of those damn glasses. Yeah. Well, I, I was just frugal with how I managed my resources. <laughs> you had Because oh, Coco as well, Coco's not worth anything in the scoring point, but Coco through the transaction is the thing that will get you all the most valuable things. It's a luxury See, item, right? So you had all the bracelets, you had everything. All because you had the damn cocoa. Oh, you, you had the, First you get the cocoa, <laughs> then you get the power, yeah. and then you get the women. That's I just that. had all the alpaca. And the alpaca. I was happy. Because yeah, at one point you did have a bit of a, where are the alpaca? Yeah, because I'd picked up this contract and you can't just get rid yeah. of contracts. Right. But I needed to get an alpaca for it. I had a bit of a tizzy. I was like, how the hell am I supposed to get an alpaca? <laughs> and then a wee extension came along with oh, it. Like, like, oh, there you go. Oh, there, oh, there <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like this game again. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I I, I went down to see my mum and dad uh, and my family. My sister was there with her baby boy, um, with her partner. My brother and his girlfriend came along. So me and Joanne went down. Um, we did do a little bit of tabletop gaming. Mm. Uh, we had um, I I bought a copy of Cockroach Poker <laughs> yeah. and four of us played that. My dad lost. Um, did everyone gang up on him? Kind of. He, he got three rats really early on in the game, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, so it, it felt like a matter of time. But I don't think it was. It, it wasn't the rats that did him. In the some end. some people I find with cockroach poker get too caught up like trying to do the the whole mind reading thing. Yeah. So like a, a card will be past them, and irrespective of where they are in the sequence, they'll be like, "You're lying." Aye. And those people tend to end up with yeah. quite a few. Uh, duplicates. We yeah. played it with a girl, Lois, who was just so she just sat in the corner really quietly, and then so we thought, oh, like nobody's really engaging it. It's fine, it's mm. fine. But she was so, she was just able to call everything. She's like, no, you're lying. No, that's a lie. And she got everything. Remember? Wow. And she, she was just. Was she telepathic? I think she might have been. We didn't get scary. everything because we did manage to. One or but one or two. I think it was only one or two. But yeah, it, you, you've it got, got to get one or two wrong to throw people. But that's the thing, though, is she still had like her original hand of card. Like you know, she didn't gain. Wow. Think cause, okay. Cause that obviously, you when you when you take part in. She she had a few in poker. front of her, yeah. but like mm. compared to everyone else, it was minimal. And yeah. it got to that point where everyone was like, "I'm staying away from you." <laughs> okay, so maybe she was. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, she was just cheating. Maybe. Maybe she's actually played this game loads and loads. She's loads actually of a cockroach poker her, pro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> didn't tell anyone. Goes yeah. to Vegas to like cockroach <laughs> poker tournaments. Yeah. I'd love that. Uh, uh, the other game we played though uh, is that my brother got his girlfriend uh, unstable unicorns oh, yes. for her birthday. Have either of you guys played it? I, I won yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's quite fun. Uh, brings out a nasty side of people though. I feel like there's a lot of games like it though. Yeah, yeah. it felt like a sort of like watered down version of Magic the Gathering. Yeah, yeah. Like, and if... I'm not just saying that because it is another card game. It it has a lot of the similar sort of mechanics. It's more, yeah. it's more set collection though. It is. That's the end game. But it was, it was particularly the the nay cards, which are yeah. basically count spell. Yeah. Like, now you don't do that. It, it felt like enchanters to me, but not as good. And okay. we had also had we not just played um, exploding kittens. Before yeah, it. We, so we actually it just played, felt yeah. a lot like the same. Yeah. Because yeah. after the success of Exploding Kittens, there were a lot of yeah. games that followed after <laughs> that were strikingly similar to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Unstable Unicorns was one of them. Yes. It's uh, a good little game. Yeah. It was yeah. fun, though, yeah. And uh, But I think the, the highlight of the whole weekend was not on the tabletop, but on the lawn top. Um, my mum bought like an old croquet set. So I have been the poshest... I've ever been in my life, and really? me and my family. What? What? what Why did you say that? <laughs> I'm not posh, I'm just English. All right. Um, no, me and my family, we had a four nations of croquet. So yeah. I was on. Me and Joanne were on Team Scotland. Uh, my uh, sister and her partner Ben were on Team Wales. Uh, Oscar and Jade were Team England, and my mum and dad were Team Ireland on account of my mum being Irish. So, uh, Ireland won 
but there are accusations of cheating, which I will not pass comment on because I didn't witness any of it. Okay. So. Okay. So, I'll I'll stay out of that argument. Yeah. Um, I I did also get my shiny new fire slayers. Of course, to the yeah. Table. Well, no, I've got a new book, right, and a couple of new new toys, but it's it's the same fire slayers that, that everyone knows and loves. Loves. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> go with that. Um, I'm really happy with the changes. Yeah, you, you, so you were describing earlier before we started recording, uh, they've gone back to being a bit more of an elite army now. Yeah, which I always found it a little bit odd, because um, I, I think it was about two years ago now, it was like one of the first General's Handbooks, mm. I think it was the second General's Handbook actually, um, they they changed them so that they functioned like a horde army. Yeah. So like they gave you discounts for taking like maximum size units. Mm-hmm. Um so what what happened for a while was the standard was they would have like three units of 30 Volkite Berserkers. It's a lot of guys. So that's like 90 dudes. Yeah. And that's just the, the core units. Um, for, for me, it felt a bit weird because... Well, dwarfs were never that. No, right? because they're, they're, they're never supposed to be like, you know, there's loads and loads of them everywhere. They they age way more slowly than other races, and they also mm-hmm. reproduce a lot slower. So, make it that way. Well, was the, I was get, just I was just thinking, away, why is that the case? I think well, the thing with um with Tolkien with his dwarfs, what he established was that the the um, the male to female ratio mm-hmm. is skewed, so that it essentially works out that you've got two or three males for every one female. Right. So what it means is that by virtue of that, right, gonna, yeah. the, the birth rate's going to be slower. Okay. And that generally speaking, um, dwarfs are more focused on their, their craft or their their discipline or whatever, so they, they don't care about being celibate, about being <laughs> little basement dwellers all their lives. They are, literal uh, neck beards. Yeah, literal neck beards in yeah. every sense. They live underground. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they never go near women. Drink but is that because do. there's not enough women to go by? If that, there that, was, if there was more women, it's a, com- it's a combination of both. Because the Tolkien's dwarfs were based on the dwarfs from like Norse mythology, yeah. right? Mm. Which were they were the craftsmen of the gods. Yeah, basically. So it, it's this idea that they they're very focused on their own pursuits and ambitions. So they don't really care about fornicating. Yeah. There ain't no party like a dwarf party. Yeah. And it I think start. it's yeah. just one of these things. They just go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even start. What a fantastic shift! Let's do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's like any of these sort of fantasy race tropes that yeah. they're they're so well established and entrenched that they just kind of stay. Yeah. yeah. Like, even though you've got. Elves in space, like with the the Eldar, in forty mm-hmm. k, they still have traits in common with Tolkien's elves. Right, they're still dicks. Yeah, like <laughs> they still live forever. They're still really aloof, but are weirdly like more beholden to their emotions than other yeah. races. So, I think it's just one of those things. Like that, that is the idea of of how elves work. 
that's always been the idea how dwarfs work. So there we it's, go, guys. That's uh, the sex lives of uh, fantasy dwarfs. Or the unsex lives. Unsex life. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's also the reason why you only ever see uh, dudes on the battlefield. Aye, because, because by virtue of the fact that there's very few women, it means they need to look after them. Yeah, there was there was a lady dwarf uh, model. In yeah, yeah. W did a uh, while, but this was ages ago. In like fact, Queen, it was a campaign. Queen Helga or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was a campaign setting. Um, no, but in in the fluff, there's been a couple of. Like yeah. you know, female characters, but it, there's still this idea that they're few and far between. Mm-hmm. Whereas the elves are the opposite, right? Aye. Where they they actually conscript the men and the women mm-hmm. into their armies. So are elves supposed to be mad shaggers then, in contrast to dwarfs. Yeah, I, well, even in like the Elder Scrolls, that the, there's this notion throughout that all all of elves' emotions are much more heightened yeah. than other people, and it. Because it, it it's one of the weird sort of contradictions of elves, isn't it? That we're getting kind of deep into the the creative. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. let's 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 keep going down this rabbit hole. It's the weird contradiction between elves, right? Is that right. They, they live for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. But they're still weirdly mercurial creatures. Yes. Because because you would think that a creature that lives that long logically some of the humanity gets stripped away. Yeah, but they um, they're the polar opposite of dwarfs in that respect, yeah. and it's almost like you've got this spectrum where on one end you've got elves, and then the middle you get humans, and then the other end you've got dwarfs, mm-hmm. and it's like the the humans are kind of like the the happy, in between, yeah, yeah, the happy medium. But yeah, that, long way from fire slayers, but yeah. there we go. Yeah, do you know which fantasy race I would be? You'd be Halfling. Halfling, yeah, yeah, easy. Just yeah. eat and drink and be merry yeah. in the Shire. None of, these, none of this adventuring stuff. Right. Sod that. I want a nice life. What fancy race would you be? I've no idea. None whatsoever? No, I've no idea. Putting you on the spot here? I'd like to be a cat. You, okay. You can. Well, like a, a what? Like an <laughs> anthropomorphic <laughs> cat? Or, or like just a... a regular house cat? <laughs> regular house cat. That's not a fantasy quite, race. I would be quite happy, but I'll be a kajit then and I'll have my market and be like, come to my stall. Okay. Buy cool. my wares. <laughs> ah, hello, here. stranger. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> do, do you know what fantasy race I'd be? No. Uh, let me guess. What, what would you be? Orc. I'd be a dwarf. Yeah. Don't full of surprises, me. Anyway, you know, I mean, he looks so fed up. But <laughs> well, but, uh, the the changes to the fire slayers are all to the good. They yes. they do feel more elite. Mm-hmm. Um, the they did need a bit of a tune up because they were sort of falling behind the the power creep of a lot of the the newer factions. Yeah, especially with a lot of the new stuff that came out with the the soul wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they do feel more in line with that. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Let us know to. how you let yep. us know how you get on with the uh, new fire slayers, and I think is that all we've got time for. Sure. Sh- shall we talk about the Deadpool quickly? <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh bloody Indeed. hell! Well, now I know what I'm going to buy if I win the Deadpool. Right, right. So we're right, getting ahead on. of let, ourselves. Let's, let's talk about the Deadpool. Yeah, we're okay. getting ahead of ourselves. So obviously, uh, Ben and Charlotte are big, big, big fans of Game of Thrones, and. Unless you've been living in a cave with a bucket on your head, 
you'll be aware that it's Game of Thrones' final season. So how have you marked this momentous occasion? Well, it also coincides with we are going to be parents very soon. Yes. So mm-hmm. we've been having to put aside a lot of our money towards getting things ready for the baby. Because um, ju- ju- just a little note to people out there, <laughs> see if you do not like spending money Consider having yourself sterilised because children... By a professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the unlucky frog sterilisation oh. service. Yeah. Hey, it's a mallet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, right? Right. Like, having a kid's expensive. It yeah, is. who knew? Yeah. Um, so we're having to be a bit more frugal... And the money we spend mm-hmm. says the guy that just dropped on new yeah. Warhammer stuff. Um, so we've been talking about not spending as much money, but not actually not spending as much money. But we're actually we're talk- doing it. <laughs> we're talking about it is like progress. Yeah. So yeah. we're doing it now, okay? So there's a, a wager. Yeah. Yes. So whoever wins the Game of Thrones Winter Deadpool, okay, gets to spend £50 on an item of their choice. So, you've each listed the characters that you think are going to snuff it this season. Yeah, so we've got eight each. Okay. And it does go right up till the end of the season. Yes. Okay. So, um, is there any crossover as a start? There's three, I think, we'd said that were crossover. So, the three that we've both got on our lists are... Beric. and Darien. Missandei. Missandei and Mm -hmm. Varys. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so what what have we got then? So and I just to clarify. So at the end of the season, it's just which one of us has most the most deaths. The most yes. dead people. Yeah, they win the wager. Cool. Yes. So cool. I have Brian, right? Beric Dondarrion, mm-hmm. uh, Dolores Ed, Dolores Ed, right? Gilly, Missandei, mm-hmm. Sandra Clegane, Varys, and Cersei. You think Cersei's gonna die? Yes. So, would you like to talk us through? Well, I don't really want to. I don't want to give spoilers away for some okay, stuff. Okay, fine. No. Right. Okay. Well, I'll just I'll just rattle through mine then. So I've got Beric and Darien, Missandei and Varys. They're yeah. the three yeah. that Charlotte also has. Then I've got Melisandre. Yeah. Who's the? You'll remember her, the Red Priestess. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Gregor Clegane. Oh. So we're on opposite sides for Clegane Bowl here. Okay. And that is going to happen. The people have demanded it. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I've got Podrick Payne. Yeah. Um, poor little squire. I've got Daenerys Targaryen. <gasps> but this is the heartbreaking one. This right. is the most heartbreaking one. Lyanna Mormont. Oh! oh! No! Yeah. But, yes. So, okay. So we won't because so, you've not seen you've not seen the most up to date. No, no, I haven't. So but, we're not going to go into detail in yeah. case we spoil it for everyone. Um, so just a couple of things though. Um, no Tyrion Lannister. Mm-hmm. Nope. And no Jon Snow either. Mm-hmm. Nope. You're both quite confident they're going to survive. Well, it's maybe they're less likely to die yes. rather than they're going to survive. I think John has a lot of plot armour. Yeah. Well, I think we yeah. kind of need to go for the obvious ones rather yeah. than the people that might be the you know the curveball. Okay. okay. Because I want that money. What is the tiebreaker? What happens if you've both got the same number at the end of the season? I so I, I said split it. 
So you said <laughs> you said split. No, it. Not, no. But I I've I've devised a, a system. Okay. Where I think that each of us should have a character that we double down on. So you mark a star next to one character, and if they die, they're worth double point. Uh, who, who's your safest bet? I don't know. I can <laughs> and by safest bet, do you mean less likely to die? No, no, sorry. When less I say safe, I mean. Yeah, what's going to get you that um, £50? That, that sweet, sweet fi- Ed. 50 Ed. Ed. Okay, right. And then are you, are you? No, 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 no. Let's just let's just let's just go uh, top ones, top dogs. I'm gonna. Oh, shit, this is hard. <laughs> I, ben, uh, for those listening at home, Ben is uh, in actual agony. Right? <laughs> uh, for me, it's between Podrick and Miss Sandy. Actually, can I change mine? Right, you're going to change yours. I'm not going to say why, because that might be a spoiler. Okay. Beric Dundarian. Okay. You're going to say Beric Dundarian. Yes. <sighs> Are you going to change yours again? I'm going to go with Missandei. Okay. Missandei, right, okay. Yeah. All right, well, stay tuned, guys, uh, and let's see who wins the Game of Thrones Deadpool. We could actually like tell people each, each week how we're getting on. Yeah, oh, but that that would definitely give no no no. Spoiler. All we need to do is post that's the true. scores. That's true. Oh, yes. that's true. That's, that's true. true. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, keep us posted. You're gonna buy that vampire yes, masquerade vampire, board game. Not masquerade. Vampire, so vampire before the masquerade. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That would be what I would get. Yeah. I like think that's also what Ben would get too. Is that what you'd also get, Ben? No. See, the thing is, is I'm buying a game that we could both enjoy, whereas Ben's just... I'm buying, buying something what, we could both enjoy. What are you going to... What, 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 what are you going to buy? <laughs> what are you, you going to buy, Ben? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy the the Blasted Hollow Heart scenery set for Warhammer Age of Sigmar. In theory, in theory, you could enjoy that as well. Exactly. Sure. The thing is, though, we are needing to baby-proof the house. We're also needing to, you know, all lots of other things that we need to do because we did have a small child in the house the other day that got our fingers into everything. Okay. It's just so. threw coconut everywhere. <laughs> what? It's like desiccated coconut. Oh, right. I, I thought she somehow got hold of coconuts and started lobbing it around your flat. I was so confused. So she started brushing up at one point and almost took oh, out not, not very well, I might add. Anyway. anyway, that's another thing. So, yeah, so we should be actually trying to minimise what we're bringing into the house. Mm. But you agreed to this. <laughs> I know, but I wanted you to buy something we could both enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so here comes the guilt. Yay. I'm not getting involved. Yes. Not getting involved. Uh, hey. And um, oh, sorry. No, that's, I thought we were finished. Oh, you 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 just did a thing with your hands. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, bye, guys. <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry.